Hi there, it's Cameron Vakillian with Inspire, the podcast where we discuss what makes a successful career and why. For this episode, I'm with Dominic Militello, career coach for the U Career Success Center at the University of Utah. And we're talking all about personal branding, part one. Dominic, how are you today? Cameron, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. I am so excited to have you in the studio today. I have loved the voice you bring to career success. Well, thank you for having me and for, you know, having this podcast because without having a a medium to get the message out, we're not getting to as many students as we would like. Absolutely. Every one of the coaches, professionals, people I've interviewed, there's something that really resonates with students. And I have loved our conversations about personal branding. You understand so many facets of this that can take students out of the slums of, oh, I'm not good enough. I don't have enough experience. So I'm super excited. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. Dominic, who goes by Dom, is a career coach specifically for the communication department and has helped so many communication students find their voice and develop the right mindset for career success. So Dom, my first question for you is, of course, what exactly is personal branding? Yeah, you know, I came across this little statement the other day on personal brand. I thought it was pretty good. So it says personal branding is the process of creating and managing a distinct and memorable image, reputation, or identity for oneself. I thought that really hit on a lot of the points around personal branding. I mean, really, in my opinion, personal branding consists of everything you've ever thought, said, and have done to this very moment. I mean, in in reality, it's what people say about you when you're not in the room, right? Uh, Yes, yes. (laughs) So, I mean, it's an ongoing, lifelong process to maintain your brand. And as you evolve and gain more experience, your personal brand may evolve as well. You may pivot throughout your course of, you know, your working life. I mean, really, that's kind of how I sum it up. I mean, it's it's really the makeup of who you are, what you do, and how you do it. Yeah. And so the word branding, right, is seen very much to people, right? They hear that word, they think of like corporate organizations wanting to rebrand and, you know, they think of logos and colors. But what else is it? Why is it relevant to everyone? Well, I mean, we're all a brand. I mean, I I always tell the story of Michael Jordan and Nike, right? Michael Jordan is a brand. I mean, he he was an athlete. Nike's a brand. They sell athletic apparel. And when those two great brands came together, I mean, they created wealth and prosperity for each other and the audience they serve. You're the same as Michael Jordan, right? You're not 6'9 or whatever, but your brand, the Cameron Vakillian brand, and the University of Utah is a brand. And so you and the university, just like me, my brand came together with the university and we're doing great things. So, you know, one of the things we're doing with our with our coaching sessions with our students is, you know, want them to reimagine this process, this job search, this internship process, right? And we'll talk more about that in a minute, but it's going from just being a job seeker, an internship seeker to really taking back control and ownership of your personal brand. And to really take back ownership of your personal brand, you have to know what that brand is. Yeah. And so that's where we're headed to in this conversation is maybe to explore that a little bit deeper. Absolutely. And, you know, certainly there's students exploring and trying to figure out what that is. It's about figuring that out, what you love, what your passions are, what do you want to do? And then how do I make it into a brand? How do I make this into something that I can run with and people will know me by? 
and people will trust me by. So next question for you is about storytelling. How does storytelling play into all of this? Well, that's a good question. And to talk about storytelling, let me, let me just go back and tell you my story because this is where it all really started. As a young four or five-year-old, I fell in love with athletics. And from that point on, I had a 25-year love affair with athletics and playing at a high level and as a youth, uh, playing very high level of high school soccer, playing um, Division I college soccer, winning championships at the Division I level, going on to play professionally for four years. My belief system, who I was as an individual, my identity was wrapped around athletics and my sport, and everything was just in alignment as for those 25-plus years, whatever. The journey really begins when I started to transition. And three days after I retired from competing athletically at a high level, I got married. I always say I got married into a big house, three kids, and a dog named Rufus. So I took a little time after, you know, we got married and to just relax and enjoy life a little bit. And then, then got into the job search process. And after about four or five months, I started realizing I was in deep waters here. I had no idea where I was going, what I was doing. And it took me seven or eight months just to find a mediocre small job. And it took me almost eight or nine years to kind of really figure this process out. In the meanwhile, it just about cost me my marriage. Um, we mm. added two more kids to the family. There's five kids now. My wife was in nursing school. I'm trying to find and keep a job. Couldn't do it. Um, had no idea who I was. I was lost. I was, I was just, it was just a not a good time at all. And then something happened that kind of changed everything for me. I was reading a book. And the book was talking about my beliefs. And um, I was getting ready. I was about to, my wife and I were about to get a divorce. And I remember sitting in a car, like in a parking lot late at night one night. And I had a notebook. And I just said, what if I rewrote the belief about marriage? I said, what if my new belief is I want for my spouse what she wants for her. And it may not include me. And as soon as I wrote it in the book, Cameron, it like, lifted like this weight just like got lifted off my shoulders and I was like oh my gosh that's a, that feels amazing from there we were able to really create some space that allowed us to like heal a little bit we eventually got to back together we've been married 32 years we have six grandkids um oh my goodness. and it's been it's been amazing so so my point with that is I thought well I've been really struggling in my career what if I rewrote my belief around careers that you know I'm smart enough I can captain my own ship so I started going to the marketplace, having that belief. I ended up getting a job working for an executive management company. They taught me more skills about how to job search effectively. I took on my own client, um, a doctor of engineering. And what the work we did is what I really basically do now with our students. So that's kind of an overview of all of it, bringing you from like back, way back to present moment. Oh, I love that story because of the adversity that you mentioned in this. I had no idea too. I mean, really, sometimes we see these confident people who are our coaches and our mentors and we think, oh, they just did everything right. They know this so well. And we forget everything we've learned, everything we've developed has come through adversity. We've made mistakes. We've had to take wrong turns or challenge our beliefs about things. And so I love that's what you mentioned. You, you had to rethink your beliefs. It takes a lot of tenacity to do that. And I know, and I tell anybody listening to this, please know like branding, it doesn't happen overnight. This personal branding concept is something that is shaped by your stories, by your belief systems, 
you do zone in on consistency eventually. You start to really kind of figure out what that brand is and why it's worked. You figured out what worked. And because of that, people around you started to see that. You started helping people. I love that. Yeah. I just love that story. Well, well, thank you. I mean, don't run from the struggle. Run to it. I mean, but not like, don't create struggle for yourself. But I mean, if there's challenges in front of you, look for solutions. And so a young college student might say, well, I don't have that experience yet. No, you may not have that level of experience yet. Mm -hmm. But if I can help you understand that like, that's what's coming for you, right? Start taking notice of who you are and the things that you're faced with on a day-to-day -day basis in your first job or second job or your internships. Look at, look at things from a different perspective and realize there's, there might be gold there to mine, you know? Yeah. And when you are good at something and you're sitting on that gold, roll with it. Yes. Add it to your brand. Like really roll with it because that's life. You're always discovering this worked, this didn't. Oh, I'm pretty good at that. I'm really good at this. And then you start adding that to your brand. I mean, I'm sure you as an athlete, some of the things that you've learned as a professional athlete have been incorporated into your personal brand, things around your mindset, coaching. I mean, this is so embedded in you from an early age. It's like I share in my story, I come from the performing arts. That is something that is always going to be a part of my brand, always going to be a part of my story. And yes, there was adversity there. Like I didn't think I would make it as an artist, but now it's a part of me. I learned what I was good at. I learned the aspects of the arts that I gravitated to and aspects of education and other areas that I, I gravitated to. And it all became part of the brand. So what is something that college students don't spend enough time thinking about? Well, it's a great question. And I think one of the things that I know I'm chatting a lot with my students about right now is skill sets. And when we dive into skill sets, there's really three major areas that I share with my students that I want them to really start to think about and consider. And the first area of skills is your personal skill set. Sometimes it's called soft skills. I've heard that before, interpersonal skills. But these are the abilities and traits that relate to how you interact with others and navigate social situations, right? So I saw something the other day on some media thing that said 10 things that require zero talent. Maybe you've seen that. I thought it was pretty good because these are personal skills. Positive attitude, being on time, your work effort and ethic, your positive body language, just sitting up straight and smiling can get you a long ways. High energy, passion for discovering something about yourself. Being coachable, going the extra lap, Maybe not even an extra mile. What about just going the extra lap? Being prepared, being flexible, being accountable, having a winner's mindset, right? We win or we learn. The only time we lose is if we didn't learn from the loss. So I want my students to really consider and think about what are the personal skills they bring to the table? Can you commit? Are you trustworthy, dependable? Are you likable? Can you get along with others, right? And that's the first area. The second area is your technical skill set. These refer to the abilities and knowledge required to perform tasks related to a particular job or industry. And this is the what you do, right? So in the programming world, coding skills like Java, Python, C++, JavaScript. In the design and multimedia world, it might be graphic design, Adobe Photoshop, or Adobe Premiere, Final Cut Pro, Illustrator, video editing, production. The third one is your managerial skills. Some of my young students think, well, I didn't really, you know, I haven't really managed anything. I go, have you managed process, people, projects? I mean, just managing your own day, managing your week, your month, your, your, right? They do have these skill sets, but unless they're asked the question 
to draw it out of them, then they may not think of them that they're important. Managerial skills might have to do with strategic, tactical, or operational skills. So I had a student not too long ago, and the student has been a hostess for a couple different restaurants. We talked about her personal skills, and I said, just pick one and give me an example. So she said, well, I'm pretty dependable. I said, okay, well, what's an example? She said, well, I've been working for three years, two different jobs, and I've been sick or I've missed one day of work in those three years. And I said, okay, that's a good example of being dependable. Yeah. I said, what about technical skills? She goes, oh, I don't think I have any technical skills at all. I've been a hostess. I said, okay, what about do you use any kind of application to seat your guests? And she goes, well, I think it's called Open Table. I said, oh, Open Table. Tell me more. Do you know anything about Open Table before you started? She said, no. And I said, how are you now with it? Fantastic. I go, do you teach others about Open Table and how it works? She said, yes. I said, those are technical skills you have. So I said, what about managing people, process, or projects? Do you ever do that? She goes, well, that's kind of the job. You got to manage people, the inflow of people sitting at the table and the food coming out and the time and all that. I said, it's fantastic. Right, so here's a student who's had two jobs as a hostess, comes to me with, out with thinking that she doesn't really have many th things to offer, and right there we talk about personal, technical, and managerial skill set, and she's off and running. Mm -hmm. Right, the nice thing about this, Cameron, is it doesn't matter if you're a 25-year senior executive or a first-year college student or graduate, you bring these kind of skills to the table whether you realize it or not. And so when we start asking for examples of the skills. I mean, oftentimes students, they just light up because they say, well, what was your biggest accomplishment? Oh, well, we did this, that, and the other. And they just absolutely light up over it. And I'm saying, well, we're going to use that information in your cover letter. We're going to use it in your resume. We're going to use it in your introduction. We're going to use it in your interviewing setting. We're going to use it in your negotiating. That is your brand. Yes. The stories you tell from the experiences you have makes up your brand. Leave nothing out. We'll talk about how to use what story when, but don't leave anything out initially. Write it all down. Put it all down and then we'll decipher what is relevant and what isn't. Oh, yeah. And these skills that you talk about are these skills employers want. These are the competencies that are published out there of like what employers, what they're looking for. So many people have these in so many different ways, but on a piece of paper in a very formalized setting, it's not always easy for that to come out. Where it comes out is your passion. It comes out in your delivery. It comes out in your ability to say, this is who I am and this is what I bring to the table. And it's confidence. So much of it is confidence. And I love that's the work that you're doing. You're helping students develop this confidence, see themselves for the true professionals that they are and will become. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Let's really promote your personal skill set first. They'll teach you the technical side of the job to do the job. And you'll get managerial experience by being in the job, yep. right? So if you promote your personal skill set, you're dependable, flexible, coachable, you get along well with others, you're responsible, that oftentimes is enough to get you in the door to get that first internship or that first time job. And then you can start building technical and managerial skills from there. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're humans and we gravitate to people who act like humans. We can't be these machines that think of it as like, oh, like I got to be this, I got to be that. At the end of the day, it's your personal development. That's really what makes up your brand. Stay tuned for part two of this conversation and tune in next episode where I'll be interviewing Dan Moseson, career success coach for the humanities, to talk about networking. 
follow the Inspire podcast on Instagram at Inspire by Cameron to send me any messages you have or topics you'd like to learn more about. Episodes come out on the first and third Thursday of the month. Thanks for listening.